Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my spectacular co-host, Mozzie. Mozzie, how you doing? Spectacular, man. I'm doing doing just spectacular. <laughs> I was I was hoping you'd repeat that back. Mm-hmm. It's a great word. You just mm-hmm. use it all the time. It is. But um So have you ever um had so much coffee that your pee smells more like the coffee than the actual coffee does? I I don't think so. because uh, I, I had that happen um right before it started. <laughs> I have, you know, when you drink too much in the next morning and then you're like, wow. I, am I literally just like peeing vodka? Am I? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. The coffee. It's like, am I just peeing the bean at this point? <laughs> peeing the bean. So, yeah. I'm usually not a huge coffee person. So, like, I, I I only have like you know cold coffee ever. So, like, I noticed it today because I had some like espresso shots that I put on ice, and I was you know trying to get awake. And so, yeah, I'm like, well, this is what happens when you drink coffee, I guess, huh? Smelled in your pee. That concentrated espresso. Yeah. What is it? Uh, I think it's like Golden Crisp, whatever that cereal is. Honey Smacks with like the the frog, the Diggum frog. Frog-o. That cereal. Yeah. That makes your pee smell as well. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Of but, course, asparagus is one of the known culprits. Oh yeah, that, that that's a given. Um, if you, uh, I'm trying to think, of, those, those are the ones off the top of my head that really stick out <laughs> as far as you know, smelly pee. So. Um, Anyway, um, speaking of smelly pee, yeah. we have to watch the um, Seahawks defense tonight. Yeah. Woo! So, <laughs> we're not going there yet. I was just trying to transition that somehow, and that was the first thing that came to my mind. But uh, before we do all that, though, we're going to cover um, last week and some of the injuries that we got. So, we'll start with some of the injuries. So, we had um, James Conner left for a bit, okay. but he, um, yeah, of course... But uh, it seems like he's going to be all good to go. So, I mean, just keep tabs on practice reports, but I'm assuming he's going to play. Um, Devontae Adams, I think it was turf toe with him. Oof. So, I think that's what they end up calling it. it he'll probably be out this week. I, I, the assumption is he's out for the Cowboys game. Yeah. Damn, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But in week six, they've got a Monday night game against Detroit. So, that seems like a much more likely realistic goal there. See, Marlon Mack had another thing come up. It's it was the same thing. Like he like tweaked his ankle, and it's like the last game there. Like he like he had something going on with his calf or whatever, and he ended up playing plenty. So I don't know yet exactly. I'm trying to look into it as we kind of go. I, I do. I don't know more. He didn't practice Wednesday, but no one practices Wednesdays. So we'll get more on him as the week goes on. But if he does, imagine play, Wednesday practice. They're all just standing around like, who actually came today? <laughs> It's like the kids who turned their homework earlier are the ones who practice on Wednesday. <laughs> but, but yeah, the, the Colts the Colts do a lot of DMPs anyway, so it's not like a big thing. Like they rest people a lot. Yeah, so, you kind of have to in this sport, you know. Mm-hmm. I get and, it. And Frank Wright's not like a dummy, as far as I'm aware. So yeah, he seems honestly like a pretty great hire. Let me say, even if. Yeah, even if Mac plays, I'm not huge on this because of the game script, but we can we'll get to that one. Um Jalen. Oh, sorry, good. No, yeah, we'll get to that one in mm-hmm. a bit. No. Uh, Josh Allen. Yep, yeah, so he was concussed. Um yeah. I think the play I, I looks like he lowered his head, I don't know. But um he he was running, of course. So um he returned to like some f- stuff, like football related activity on Wednesday. So he's going through the protocol. Um, 
I'm not sure if he's going to play. Yeah, concussions are totally variable. Some people are, like, fine after a day. Mm-hmm. Some people are not. Yeah, so, I mean, his, his availability is huge this week because, like, him playing or not definitely changes who I pick for that game. So keep an eye for on sure. that. For sure. And then John Ross, a bummer, man. He uh, hurt his shoulder. At least it wasn't his leg. That's like at least, at least it wasn't eight. his leg. That My is like... shoulder. <laughs> See, that's a plus. It's not like his, you know, running appendages. But he is on the IR now. Um, yep. I think they actually ended up calling it um, the same thing that uh, Tyreek Kill had, just less severe. Like as far as like the immediate severity of it, I think they're end up calling it. I think they're calling it like the sternoclavicular thing, same as a. Uh, Tyreek had other players have had. So that's that's like, you know, a six to eight week thing. Right. And they that yeah, they were like worried that since there's a lot of important like arteries and shit going on in there, just have mm-hmm. to make sure it's all cleaned up and nothing got ruptured. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's he's out for a while. He's um I assume he'll get like an IR return designation, like at some point. So I mean it's a bummer that he was kinda having a good year, so Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So they've got no one this week, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's concerning. Mm-hmm. We've got um, Tyron Smith. Um, looks like he's gonna miss. He um he like I think it was like a high ankle sprain they said or some sort of ankle sprain. It was obvious in the video. It was an ankle sprain. Yeah. So I mean, his absence hurts just the teams and team in general because he's nuts. It does hurt Zeke a bit. Just in general, they have such a good relationship. Tyron Smith is like the guy that seals the edge for him all the time to come mm-hmm. out on that side. I was watching a video about Zeke talking about like his relationship with Tyron Smith. So whenever he goes out, I'm always like a little wary of who they're playing. Yeah, whenever a team is out, like one of the one of the best linemen in the in the league, you always have to worry a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's going to be a huge if you do this week, just because the the way the matchup is. But I mean, I mean, it definitely doesn't help. It does hurt some, but mm-hmm. yeah, having him there is a huge boon to the team. We've got um, Jamal Williams. Um, he went out with a concussion, so I still, you know, not sure if he's going to play. But keep tabs on that, just because if he's gone, that's a lot of work for Aaron Jones to soak up. The mermaid has sunk. <laughs> Guys, that clip, I'm like, no wonder they want to give him more carries. This guy's hilarious. <laughs> no. Some of these guys, man. The siren's call got to him. <laughs> He's lost at sea. <laughs> Speaking of lost at sea, we've got uh, Mitch Trubisky. He, is, uh, <laughs> he dislocated his shoulder. He's out for definitely this week. Um, they've got a bye after this week, so he could be back after the bye or maybe one other week. So... Couple weeks with him, I don't, I don't really know if it affects the offense a ton. To be honest, I was gonna, maybe they play better with Chase Daniel. Yeah, I know. <laughs> last year, one of the big things was, um, I mean, they didn't have David Montgomery, so that's part of it too. But um, they Tariq Cohen got a ton of run when um Chase Daniel's in there. Interesting. Just a lot, a lot of passes to Tariq Cohen. So, but like I said, David Montgomery wasn't there because the the only other option was Jordan Howard, and we know how passing to him goes although he did get a touchdown catch last last week which is interesting but um yeah so yeah mitch is out we'll get to that more later in the impact um christian kirk he how was it he was it an ankle i forget there's try to keep track of everything yeah his ankle so he's out i don't remember if it was a high ankle sprain or not 
that he's definitely out this week. And um, as far as yeah, and as far as next couple of weeks, I'm not 100 percent sure on there. It's probably gonna be multi week from what I'm seeing. Um, yeah, he's not 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 in this week, so thinner target distribution against a bad uh, Cincinnati team. That's gonna be something to kind of attack. And then Kenny Stills' uh, hamstring thing, he pulled up on a play. So when, you know, wide receiver stops themselves, you're like, that's not, it's never good. That's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no, still some injuries, but luckily not as many this, like not as many like prominent ones this week. But um, we've got more to keep up with. Um, so Chargers wide receivers. Yeah, I added that in there because I forgot, like they're all hurt. <laughs> Yeah, so they've, it's honestly it's funny, but they've got Williams, Benjamin. Those guys are pro, have been hurt. Michael Williams, I'm not sure about him. It's like a back thing. I, I really have no clue if he's going to play or not because he played and then didn't play. So who who knows? Because yeah. in Miami, I don't know. It is just like you can take today off. We don't need you. Yeah. And Travis, yeah, and then Travis Benjamin. Not sure if he's going to play. And then I think they just um, didn't Dontrell Inman get hurt? Yes. Yeah. So he's. I think they put him on IR, didn't they? Oh, did they? Dang. Yeah. So, um, it's Keenan and the running backs. Keenan and the running backs. Yeah. So, <laughs> that made me Great think day. of, um, with uh, with Cincinnati, they've got Andy Dalton, and they've got, like, Tyler Boyd and Tyler Eifert, and that's about it. So, I'm like, Dalton and the Tylers. <laughs> what a band name. The Red Rocket and the Tylers. <laughs> I love calling him Red Rocket. Um, <laughs> um, speaking of things that uh, give you Red Rockets, uh, Saquon Barkley is... Um, so they're saying that he might have the chance to play, but I'm assuming he's out and it's just a Yeah, giant, come on. Assume some bullshit. There's zero reason to play him against the Vikings this week. So, yeah, he's out this week, but I guess if he's recovering quickly, you can maybe hope for a week six return is what I'm going to um, look at there. And then Rashad Penny, it looks like he'll be back this week. Um, I have no clue um, how that's going to go, just in terms of... Like, that committee they've got. Yeah, like as long as Carson isn't fumbling, he's the workhorse, but the minute he fumbles, it's split. So, Yeah, I mean, I can, I like could see Penny getting some work this week, but I'm holding off on it. Yeah, I've got no clue. And then, um, so... That that is tonight game, so we'll know very soon. It's just a few hours away. Yeah, and which if anything that might limit his effect tonight at least, and then you know maybe more going forward. And then um, Ty, I literally just had the notification that he returned to practice today, so nice. that's a good sign. It, it seemed like it was probably going to be one big thing, and they're going to really need him against Kansas City anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. Wonder if that'll shift the line at all. Right now they're like eleven point favorites. Yeah, I mean. I think it will. I don't know how much, but <clears throat> maybe it'll be like nine and a half. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how much TY is worth to a spread. That's always like interesting to see like how much like a player being out changes a spread from what like is expected. Yeah, we'll get a good view tonight because mm-hmm. they don't have like a world-beating quarterback that even if he was out would still make magic happen. Like they yeah. need him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we saw how rough they were without him last week. They just couldn't get much going against the Raiders, which the Raiders defense. Yeah. <laughs> The vaunted Raiders D. Arg. <laughs> Pillage. <laughs> Yarg. <laughs> Yarg, man. 
<laughs> then we've got uh, Vance McDonald. Um, he was out last week, I believe. Pretty sure, yeah. And then um, he's it's a shoulder thing, so no, not not sure on him. They brought in um, what's his name, Vinette, right? Yeah, they signed Vinette. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, yeah, he was out last week to the Brandon. So not sure on his outlook this week, but it's not really. I don't really want to attack the Steelers' tight end position right now with a Nick Vanette and a Hobble, Hobble Donald. Hobble Donald. Hobble McDonald. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, I get that. I kind of expect him to be out one more week. They could throw him in there against Baltimore, but... But are they going to beat Baltimore? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't believe so. <laughs> it's divisional, too, so they just... Yeah, like I said, Cleveland went in and popped them last week, but... I think Cleveland's again not better than the Steelers are at this moment, just based on a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. Uh-huh. Offense, you know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, among among many things. And then we've got uh, another tight end, Hunter Henry, working his way back from injury. He's you know not gonna play this weekend, but I think they said it was like six to eight or something like that was the original timetable. I'm trying to remember what they had on him initially, but he's he's working his way back. Um, Probably, you know, week seven at earliest, probably later with him. And then we've got uh, Darnold, who has a chance to play this week. I think there's a good shot that he does, mm-hmm. but I I don't, it's not like 100%. Yeah, right now he's listed as a game time decision. Because did you say, did you say he was cleared for contact? Or Yeah, he was cleared like yesterday or whatever in the evening. I got a notification. Okay, yeah, because I know like as of yesterday afternoon, I hadn't seen anything. So if you if you got that thing that he was, that's a good sign because right. the spleen enlargement was the thing. Exactly, but like if he's good on that front, then yeah, get him in there. I'm the Scott. It's like I haven't even gotten to see my quarterback play like yet this year. I'm salty. <laughs> he's fucking mono QB week one. Hmm. But. He said after the game he felt like he had died. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would much. guess, like, if you play football with mono. With the right. You must have felt awful. Gosh. And then you had the Bills defense just shoving their faces in your face. Not beautiful faces. Oh, yeah. You see Tremaine Edmonds, you're like, oh, man, <laughs> it's a lot of nose. <laughs> Damn. Strong genes on that trait. <laughs> Roasted nose. Maze, yeah, the, the nose for the ball jokes came flying after the draft, but anyway. Um, <laughs> really sniffs out each play. <laughs> Real hard worker, keeps his nose to the grindstone, you know. Oh, man, that's gold. Only the best. Yeah, digging for gold. Uh, let's see. AJ Green, we talked about him last week. Um I mean, I don't think he... I assume he doesn't play until he gets a contract. That's what I'm thinking at this point. Um, They just extended him another, what, three weeks, right? Yeah, like, there's, not, like, there's not like a timetable, yeah, as far yeah. as that. So, like I said, at least three more weeks, yeah. Just, he hasn't even really started doing much practice yet, if, if any, so... He's not yeah, that's, uh, that's not a good situation to be in. Yeah, I mean, at least he'll be healthy when he comes back. Like True. But... Yeah, it's like that I'm I'm not on the AJ Green experience this year for this reason is one of them. Yeah, I thought about like in a few leagues taking him late as an IR add in for later, but he it just I don't know. 
Dude. Yeah. The old injured guy on a bad team was not like appealing to me. So that's that's where I was on it. And then now we're saying, okay, it's you know, manifesting in he's not coming back until he's either a hundred percent and or has a new contract. So and then um Woof. Yeah, so another receiver we've got, uh Deshaun Jackson, I haven't heard from him in a bit. But um he's probably not in this week, I think the plan was for him to miss like week four and five, but um, I think the plan was like he probably they'd said he'd be back week six. Um, once once Philly's by anyway, they have a bye week six. That could be it. But yeah, he he's out. So yeah, and then Damian Williams, he's been practicing this week, and now it looks like he's probably gonna get back in this weekend. Cool. You think he'll be the B to McCoy's A, or you think he'll go back to the like the one A? I don't know. I mean, McCoy's like looked solid, so I mean, it's probably going to be yeah. a pretty even split. It was, you know, him getting more of the pass work, and then um, McCoy doing more of the rushing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, and to answer yep. my pretty even split. Yeah, I mean, they're both going to be usable for fantasy. It kind of hurts Daryl Williams, obviously, if Damian Williams is back. Uh, th- right. I mean, Andy Reid wants to use the D Williams apparently, but every time. So, yeah, and, like anyone who's you know one of the top two in that backfield has plenty of value. And, um, also, the Philly buy is not week six for what it's worth. So I was checking that. And then um, Tyreek is almost back. I think he won't be back this week. Um, there's a chance he's back next week. If not, the f- week seven seems like a likely return for him. But he's he's, he's on his like the planned path. Hmm. They, they got Jeffrey back last week, right? Yes. So it's just DJX. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, yeah Tyreek Hill's on track to, you know, get back soon. So, that's... Freak! Man, offense is going to be dumb. <laughs> it's already stupid. Yeah, it's going to be dumber. <laughs> Gosh. You've got a... Uh, Devin Singletary, he looks at a game-time decision right now with his hamstring thing. And, um, just keep an eye on practice reports. and then. Yeah, there's no rush to get him back. Yeah. Um, I, I Honestly, like, I think him playing could hinge on Jalen playing. Like, if Jalen's in, maybe they try to, like, work him in some as, like, okay, this is a game we can win then. Or if it's, you know, if it's Barkley, maybe they say, okay, just rest. We're not going to win. Yeah. I could see hey, that Frank happening. Gore's been looking just fine yeah. on his own, man. Oh, my God. Hit that 15K mark. Dude, he's about to pass Barry. Yeah, let me see. Like 200 me... yards from passing Barry Sanders and moving into number three. It's absurd. Yeah, he is. Um, he's like 1,600 behind um, Emmett Smith, I think. Or yeah, Emmett more. Smith is pretty tough to beat, man. Oh, no, no, sorry. Emmett's, he's like way behind. He's 1,600 yeah. about behind... Um, Oh, 1600, yeah. 1600, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, because he's about to ask Barry. Walter Payton's at 16,726, and then Emmett Smith is at like 18,000. So he's not going to yeah. get to Emmett Smith, but no. he could reach He could reach and pass Walter Payton, possibly. Yeah, but it looks like he's definitely going to hit Sanders this year. Yeah. But man, 15,000, that's nuts. It's wild. It's a lot of running back years, man. It's just every year, man. But. What's nuts is how many is how Barry Sanders did it in like what? the amount of time. Yeah, oh, like God, nine or ten seasons. Yeah, that's, yeah I think that's it was nine because he retired at thirty. Yeah, see, it was ten seasons. Oof. 
gosh, 50, he averaged over 15,000 a season. That's absurd. Anyway, sometimes you just got to marvel at these guys. Barry Sanders was the GOAT, man. Mm-hmm. I loved watching him. Yeah, the whole Lions, man, forcing another amazing talent to retirement. <laughs> but, yes, anyway, so Devin Singletary, game-time decision. And we've got uh, Tevin Coleman, who is um, working his way back, who it seems like they're going to try to work in a little bit this week. I'm not going to, like, you know, play him or expect a ton from him. But, um, you know, come week six, he'll be probably firmly back in the mix. Although, that being said, my, like, you know, original preseason hype on Coleman has died down a lot just because it's a big old committee now, and I don't see them just, like, fully blowing that up. So I'm not really sure. Yeah, because, I mean, Mostert has looked pretty good. Yeah. And Breida's looked fine, so. I do think Coleman would get, like, he would probably knock Jeff Wilson out of his role, like, Coleman would get the valuable touches, I'm guessing, like the like a lot of the goal line work. Mm-hmm. So that is something worth noting, though, because like, even if he's limited this week, if they put him in that goal line thing, that's something interesting to watch. And then, you know, the following week, you've got to act on it. Yeah, but his timetable is essentially we're expecting him to sort of come back. But yeah, just, limited. just dabble. Just dabble around. Mm-hmm. And then uh, lastly, you know, keeping up with, keeping up with Cam... <laughs> he um, has a, has the less Frank injury. Looking at like you know a week eight or later return, he's gonna get a hundred percent before it comes back. But Carolina is like looking like a solid team right now, so like it could still be in contention when he comes back. Quietly two and zero, man. It's a good team, and you got McCaffrey and a good defense. Him. Yeah, yeah, McCaffrey and a defense is a recipe for success, I'd say. <laughs> Another pan name. <laughs> And then, um, McCaffrey and Keekly. <laughs> Lawyers at law. CMC in the Keek. <laughs> anyway, um, so players who are becoming unsuspended. Um, Chris Herndon's got another week because he had the bye, but he's coming back next week. And then Golden Tate's back this week, and Taylor Lewan's back this week. I don't know if I, I really have no clue how Golden Tate's going to work into the offense with Danny Dimes there, so. No idea. I'm, I'm Jade Schillen on that one. Taylor Lewan, he's obviously a big old boost to Tennessee in general and to the run game. That helps Derrick Henry immensely. Oh, yeah. And then um, Chris Herndon will be coming back next week one, like, once we have like a definitely probably good Sam Darnold. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all breaks out as far as like how everything gets distributed. Like, is it, you know, because I imagine Herndon and Crowder eat into each other some, like where Honey catches his bell get. You know, hopefully Robbie gets going. The Jet, the Jets are a team. I mentioned it before we recorded that I'm like looking to kind of buy low on because they've got a super easy schedule coming up. Um, so coming out of the buy, oh well, it's back up. So they've got Philly this week. Then they've got Dallas, New England, Jacksonville. Not great, but starting week nine through week sixteen, they have a super easy schedule. Um, Miami, Giants, Washington, Oakland, Cincinnati, Miami, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. So Swings. Not, yeah, and you know, typically we said Baltimore Pittsburgh sounding scary, but it's not this year, at least it's so not. far. So Ben will still be out. Yeah, they have several weeks of really easy matchups. So they, they, like this is the time to really you know buy into um, the Jets if you are interested in it. It's a good you know left bell opportunity because they're past the buy too, so you get that bonus. Yep. They're gonna look a lot better with Darnold. Mm-hmm. For sure. So. Before we get into our week four recap, um, so Stefan Diggs, <laughs> 
What what do you think's gonna happen? Just your gut. And the whole situation's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'd be really stupid to just trade him, but I don't know. I feel like there are people that are almost expecting it at this point. Like, it feels like the Odell situation, right? Because like, really good player, brand new contract, lots of money, lots but kind of money. wanted out, and then they kept saying, "No, no, we're not going to trade him." But then they got this, you know, not so deal, and they traded him. So, yeah, I mean, if somebody offers you a shit ton of picks that you could draft a quarterback with next year potentially <laughs> yeah i mean it's totally worth looking at if you can get her to uh, kirk so I'm, I'm also i'm getting a couple little, little notifications in as we go i saw that uh kenny still is practicing today so keep an eye on that because if he plays that's you know changes things up a lot and then uh marlon mack did not practice today so interesting but like i said like i said the colts hold people out a lot so it's different. But yeah, Diggs, like I said, didn't go to practice Wednesday, not injury related. Back to practice today. They asked him about the rumors, and he said, There's truth to all rumors. I won't be speaking on that. So that's, you know, another thing. <laughs> Vague. Yeah. It's Instagram caption worthy. <laughs> For a sunset. Drake lyrics in his captions. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's that's just you know interesting. So they said no, we're not trading him, but everyone didn't available. sign him just to trade him. <laughs> Gettle Gettlemanisms, Gettlemisms, yeah. <laughs> but it's the Giants who may rush Saquon Barkley back for no apparent reason. So who knows? No, I think they're just delaying it. Like, oh, we'll make them think he might play. Yeah, it's the Chargers thing with Melville like last week. Yeah, same thing that happened with Melvo. Mm-hmm. Some some trickery, some strategery. <laughs> got it. Got to make him think. It's you know, the art of war. So, yeah, things that things that we noticed last week, things that stood out. Um, we'll start. We'll start with the good. Um, I'm gonna take this one because I'm biased. Uh, Chubb. Yeah, I go for it. Yeah, Chubb. What nonsense? He finally had that big, you know, break. That big breakoff run, like he's you know Chubb. prone to doing. One of the favorite things I saw was like three of Baker's top four speeds he's clocked on next gen stats have been on like Chubb touchdowns where he's been like running like along up to celebrate. <laughs> there was like a funny breakdown. It showed Chubb speed and it showed like Baker speed in the background. <laughs> but that was Damn. hilarious. But yeah, they went back to how they were you know winning last year, which was you know um, they moved they and once the one thing they did do also is they got Baker under center more. And that seemed to like help just in general. And then um, they got you know, the running game going. I'm not going to be like, oh, they established a run, but they were able to like center the game around Nick Chubb, which you know I always like to see. But it worked. It's what they should do because mm-hmm. <laughs> their offense is like pretty new and like making a lot of mistakes. So fucking give it to the running back. Yeah. And, like, one of the things that we talked about was when you have a line that's struggling, you're better off, like, they're going to be better running the ball than, um, like, pass protecting. Because, like, pass protecting is harder than, like, getting a run push. At least, like, not, like, always, but in terms of, like, if your linemen are, like, below average, you you don't want them pass protecting. Like, like a good way to get them, like, in a rhythm is to, like, get some good runs off, get them hitting, okay. Yeah, have them make some lanes. Yeah. 
So, yeah, they, they got it going. I was happy to see it. They, they looked great. So, and then uh, Jarvis Landry had a good week, too. I know that was one of our calls we'd managed, but. Yeah, that we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, the Ravens against slot receivers are a thing to notice as well. But, yeah, they had, the Ravens were missing a defensive tackle last week. The Browns took advantage of that, too, and really got the run game going. So, um, who do they get this week? San Fran. Yes, that's going to be interesting because San Fran's defense has been really good. So it's going to be fun to see on Monday night how um, how like good their defense actually is. Because the Browns, like we said, they have enough firepower in general to put pressure on defense. It's just a matter of how does the line hold up. Oh yeah, for sure. And like San Fran is the, one of those three and O teams where everyone's like, eh. so they got to see if they can hold their own. It'd be a like a, a good win for San Fran if they could pull it off. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, I saw this picture, this meme. It was like these three girls by a pool, and there were two hot girls, and it was like um, that like it was Chiefs and pa- Patriots logos over, and then there was like the like an uglier, shorter girl with like the helmet on, and it had yeah. the Forty ers logo. <laughs> the three and oh Yeah, <laughs> so the undefeated yeah. teams loved it. Just those three. But yeah, like like Chubb. Looked good. Brown's offense looked good. Yeah, that was, that was one of the things you saw. What, what was something you liked from this weekend? Give me, give me a couple of pieces. Oh man, there were a lot of surprises last week. We did say there would be a lot of fuckery kind of mm-hmm. going on. You, you did say that. You're like week four is one of those weeks, man. It's one of those weeks because you still don't really have a great feel for the teams, and then you have some like non-divisional games and like coming up with a few mixed in and the. the Nothing really makes sense. There's just some fuckery yeah, afoot. You, you think you know stuff, but you don't. Like, we stipulated with the Tennessee Falcons game, like, Tennessee could totally win that. Yeah, that we was one of those games like where Falcons. it was just, uh... We're like, this is one of those, like, which Tennessee are we going to get? And we mm-hmm. got the other one. <laughs> uh, the one that surprised me legitimately, though, was the Buccaneers and the Rams. I feel like we have to talk about that game. What on earth happened? Yeah, I thought it was going to be... It's the big blowout, but I don't think <sighs> I've ever seen the Rams lose in the way that they did. As in a high powered, like high offensive shootout where they're never in the lead. Like mm-hmm. the Bucks had the lead, I think, the entire game. Yeah, they got off like a twenty one nothing lead. Right. Like blown out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And then the Rams did start to come back. Um, they cut it down to like forty-five, forty, which is kind of funny to hear, like in the right. fourth quarter. So like it was a one-score game. It was, and then the turnover. Yeah, about to end the the Andamak and Sue uh, fumble recovery turn. Yep. Because they they were driving to try to like um, do they had a chance to tie the game up at the end? Oh yeah, well they had a chance I think to take the lead right. They were, if they got a touchdown, yeah, it was an eight-point game, so they would have had to just go for oh, two. Oh, okay, tight. would have had to go for two. Mm. So, damn. But yeah, that was wild, Fucking crazy. Mike Evans didn't actually even do anything until the end of the game either. Mm. Yeah, all of it was Godwin. Yeah, Godwin went berserk. One seventy-two for two. That's abs- that's just bonkers. So, those guys are gonna have plenty of blow-up weeks. Um, Cameron Brake got a touchdown instead of you know. Uh, OJ Howard, surprise. Huh. Ronald Jones looked good. He's kind of, you know, coming into his own, coming into what we thought, like, we'd get. Finally. Mm-hmm. 
Then... I did say Arians was going to fuck Jameis's shit up. That was my official analysis. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck Jameis's shit up. Yeah, I feel like yeah. he is, man. Yeah, we we got we got a good Jameis week. Yeah, we'll see what happens next week. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> see a good James week personally. <laughs> but yeah, we we had a nice Robert Woods beat there. But yeah, on on the flip side of that game though, the Rams running game. Which I mean, okay, they they weren't in a position to run, but like the whole season, their running game has been stalled. Which yeah, I'm trying to like, I'm not sure if it's you know, it seems like maybe some line play, some on the running backs. It's just not working. And like so, this isn't the best game to analyze it. One because the Bucks' run defense appears to actually be good, and they weren't in a position to. But yeah, they they got twenty eight rushing yards, which I know. Like, listen, you're, you're behind the whole entire game, so that's make that makes sense. Like, Goff, yeah, you're throwing constantly. Goff threw sixty eight times. I wish he would have thrown sixty nine times, but five hundred nineteen yards. That's a lot of yards. It's a lot of them. Their yards he got. Oh, this is completion. His completion percentage was, um, let me see, 45 out of 68. 45 of 68, that's not yeah, bad. 66% and yeah. chucking that shit. Just throwing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know we, we also listed Everett as a stream, by the way. That's one of the things we got right. Everett was a uh, fine stream option. I think Sweet. he got, what did he get? Yeah, 5 for 44 and a touch. So put that on our on the money section. There we go. Because uh, I think I think calling a Rams tight end doing well is worth boasting about. Oh but, yeah. But yeah, I guess like from that game, yeah, Rams run game, we kind of know it's not good. But their Bucks run defense is good. It is. Yeah, they were talking about how like much better they've been doing this year on yeah. the front for have, uh, the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Sh- yeah, they've they've allowed the fewest uh, rushing yards per game this year believe to have had or like fewest like total yards to running backs let me see um yeah, they're allowing just the, the fewest uh rushing and total yards to running backs so yeah it's Shaq barrett who's like yeah he is looking very good yeah for the bucks and so they're they're like an obvious you know pass funnel it's one of those things where they're allowing the most yards to uh quarterbacks mm-hmm. and so uh, yeah it's one of those like whatever we all got reverse fall or what, but they you pass on them, you don't run on them. Yes. And um, speaking of teams, you don't run on. Uh, we got Philly; they're still stopping the run, and um, the, their offensive line is still excellent. They did not. Oh, yeah. yeah, they didn't get sacked at all by. Uh... Yeah. So does this mean the Denver's O line is awful, or Philly's O line is amazing, or was it just both? Some of both, and um, I'm gonna say Wentz. Is better at avoiding sacks than uh, Flacco. Ah, uh, yes, agreed. I, I imagine that contributes some. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of times people are like, "Oh, well, David Carr got sacked so many times his first year. There's no way he could have been a good quarterback." And it's like, well, some of that's on him. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes you hold the ball too long. Like we see a yeah, lot. Sometimes actually... it's on the quarterback. Uh, like we see a lot with uh, Deshaun Watson. He holds the ball way too long a lot of times. I was just reading that Kirk Cousins has the longest average time to throw of any NFL quarterback, and that shocked me. The the play of Kirk Cousins like tossing it down to CJ Ham when uh oh my god when Stephen Diggs Stephon Diggs was wide open like way behind him like oh my gosh they had a clean pocket too I'm like well 
Now we like, now we know why Diggs is upset. Yeah. Because he'll take like a ten yard drop back and then throw it to the line of scrimmage. Uh huh. <laughs> and then throw it, man. God. Yeah, that's that's one of our not so great things is Kirk Cousins' mediocrity is becoming more and more apparent. <laughs> At least within, like okay, part of it is like the offense they're running, like it's not a good like. If the run game isn't like carrying them, it's a bad offense. Like I don't know how else to put it. It's way yeah, too run one-dimensional. Through Dalvin Cook. Yeah, and if you can't do that, like if you're behind, then you're just fucked. That's why it's a bad offense. So <laughs> they're either gonna like if they if they want to keep Diggs and Thielen happy and like on board, like they need to overhaul completely because it's yeah, not they working. Need to, they need an offensive playbook. Like yeah. a new one. Because, like, the defense is good. So, like, if you can pass and get out to leads and your defense can pressure the other team, like, that sounds like a fucking winning recipe to me. Doesn't so, it? Yeah. Yeah, they're a frustrating team. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, not trying to say, like, oh, I'm smarter than these NFL executives, but, like, clearly something's not working. And this is how I think it would be better. <laughs> so, <laughs> clearly, yeah, clearly it's not working, but. Um, in the division, your Lions, your uh, I guess like your you know um, die easy fandom of the Lions is uh, is looking good. Yeah, I'm just reading more on stuff on Diggs trade rumors. <laughs> Everything's saying Pats, man. I, I, it's good for fantasy, but not good for my heart. No, I wouldn't like that. But God, yeah. dude, he'd be like Moss with Brady. Yeah, well, like okay, like watching what like Antonio Brown did in what a quarter and a half with Brady. <laughs> like I know Diggs isn't Antonio Brown, but Diggs is really fucking good. He's, he's just, really fucking. He's good. just been stuck with very not ideal quarterback play. Captain Kirk. Yeah, Kirk and Keenum and Bradford are who he's had, right? Yeah, I mean, and he made Keenum. Yeah. Make no mistake, the Vikings receivers made Case Keenum like 20 million dollars he owes yeah. both of them like something <laughs> he owes both of them 10 million dollars yeah <laughs> <laughs> he fucking went to denver he was garbage you're like oh well he doesn't have stefan diggs and adam Thielen. no shit you're giving him what is it at that certain point of the season it was deshaun hamilton and Cortland sutton hmm yes. not yeah. quite the same but anyway <sighs> yeah so so your lines they looked pretty good they did, man. I was super happy. They actually played up. They just couldn't hold on to the ball enough times. There were so many sake. fumbles in that game. Like five fumbles. The ball was coated with butter. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I'm like typical Lions to like do everything to earn the game. And like, they, like by all accounts, I feel like they should have won in a lot of ways. Yeah, that <laughs> still got the loss. <laughs> that carry-on fumble at the end was super close. They let it play out and they ended up not overturning it. So that touchdown for Kansas City was a huge oh my swing. God. Like if that's that, massive, if that goes in the end zone, that's like, that's huge. That's a huge difference for the Lions, and they're looking at a totally different outcome probably. Then the Kenny Galladay not touchdown, which I, it, I they got the call right. It was not. I don't think, but still lots of controversy good. around it. It was very close. Yeah, Kenny Holiday is looking really good. He looked super good. Hawk looks great, too. Yeah. Which we call him, sort of. Yeah. Oh, wait, I forgot I to really put him in. But... Um, he got hurt. I forgot to add that he in. He did, yeah. Uh, but they're that. on a bye, and he has a concussion, so I think he should be good. Yeah, I don't know how I missed that. I didn't see it like, on my little thing I had here. But um, 
Yeah, what was his it name? Was essentially the perfect time to get a concussion. Yeah, <laughs> there's not. You never want one, but right before the bye <laughs> week, I guess, as you know. Then they, have, then they have a Monday night game, so he's got a lot of time. So I imagine they'll be back, but. Um, NDA. Yeah, the Lions are like looking fine, which I didn't expect. But what 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 did you say about uh, Andy Reid and Matt Patricia? What was the thing you said about him? I remember I was watching the game, uh, and I'm sitting there like, you know, I think I would take Andy Reid over Matt Patricia any given day of the week. You know, like Meatball Monday, Taco Tuesday. We're talking Fried Chicken Friday. You always take Andy Reid over Matt Patricia, but especially on Sunday. On Sunday. <laughs> oh, man. Like, Matt Patricia's lost some weight, man. He can't keep up anymore. I'm going to Golden Corral. I want Andy Reid with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's, who's gonna, he's more likely to get you kicked out of, of a buffet. He's going to have a scheme, a whole game plan for like optimal amount of food you can get onto your plate at one point. <laughs> but but he's, he'd be the one that like tries to go like refill his plate like two minutes before it closes though because he struggles with clock management. So it's going to be <laughs> like, oh, sir, sir, we're closing. No, I need, I need two more weeks. <laughs> Just drops oh, the plate. God. Oh, no. <laughs> Fumble. I fucking love Andy Reid, man. Mm-hmm. But there's so many fumbles in that game. That's absurd. But yeah, okay. I mean, a good win for the Chiefs too. That yeah. was on Johnson got a lot of touches. He got 26 carries and then three targets. They didn't have Darius Slay, right? Uh, correct. No, but that one dude played up. Uh, I think his name's Coleman. Um, was it Justin Coleman? Yeah. He had the crazy Pat Tillman fumble. He let uh, the, the peanut punch. Up. Yeah, yeah, and then the peanut punched it out. A peanut uh, punch. <laughs> but yeah, they really liked that dude. So that was one of those signings that just seems to be working out pretty well for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Cor- good cornerbacks are like few and far in between, and they just signed one. Yeah, definitely working out. But and he's young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Yeah, this, this was a good game for sure. I was I didn't think it'd be as close as it was, but you give Pat Mahomes a minute and a timeout. Yep. Too and soon. That's history. Oh, and the Kelsey to McCoy. Oh, the, the, the <laughs> lateral, whatever, the tap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think technically it is a lateral, but it was a pass back, like a rugby push. Yeah. <laughs> the, fact that was, the fact that they were on the same page of that is the funniest part. I'm sad I wasn't with Jay Watt when it happened. That was so funny. You're just like, boop. <laughs> Next level. That's how good Mahomes is. You know? <laughs> it's like, all right, Jay White, I'll get the next round of beer so I know you can't stand up for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he looked back at the ref. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, th- I was like imagining he was just going to do like a wink at the camera right then, like wink <laughs> right Look before back he at threw it. <laughs> just to like add on. That's like the perfect clip to throw that song in, like to look back at it. Mm. All right. But yeah, that was a good game. Anyway, moving on. We have uh, another point. The Bills' defense is legit. They held the Patriots in check. So that's good. Oh, yeah. I mean, they made Brady look bad. Yeah. They, <laughs> they were in the game the whole time, too. So that was nice to see. They didn't have that 13 nothing lead to start out. Ugh. 
Yeah. They're, so they're, what was the spread? They definitely covered the spread, right? Mm-hmm. I think, this, I think it was like a pretty high spread. I don't think it was that high. I think it was like lower than five. Oh, it, it was seven. There we go. So yeah, they did it was cover seven? the spread. Yeah. Wow, they had a mm-hmm. seven points. Right? Yeah, New England was favored by seven. Yeah. So yeah, Buffalo uh, beat that. But yeah, the three the three John picks hurt. But yeah, the the Buffalo defense was good. Brady was under fifty percent passing. Not like not much got moving. It was just the good the good field position from the turnovers. Is just what really did it for the Pats. Yeah, and that was the thing about Jalen's interceptions. I felt like for the most part they were going deep, so his interceptions were basically punts. Mm-hmm. But they didn't hurt the team as much, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because they always felt like the Bills were in it, and they could move the offense. Like Frank Gore was chugging along yeah. on the ground, which was. And interesting to see because he broke off two big ones against the Pats, which is not common. Yeah, but um, yeah, like looking at the um, of course they ended with the Barkley interception. So I'm looking at like the the drive the drive log here, and so like early in the game, like a pick gives the Patriots a 50 yard field to get a touchdown. Like okay, can't really have that. Then they got the block punt touchdown, which was oh yeah, and that just sucked. That yeah, that was that was their only um, touchdown after that. Like well, yeah, because that was the one where I think Jalen fumbled, but he recovered it, and then like they had to punt on like the next play, and then it was a touchdown. I was like, oh, well, we we're gonna get it anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> but like I said, close game though. So it was you know the Bills' defense is legit. That's the general point of this. Oh yeah, they didn't get sacks, but it's hard to sack Brady. We know that he gets rid of the ball in like two seconds. Mm-hmm. And they got pressure and a lot of passes defended, and they were picking him off. Yeah, so legit. It's gonna be that's that's gonna be an interesting game this weekend. Hopefully, Jalen can play. But if not, it's still gonna be interesting to watch the Bills' defense get after Mariota. And then um, another good defense, uh, New Orleans. Their defense is also looking legit. They just look like a great football team every Sunday, even yeah. if they're not winning like by a lot. They're in the lead. Yeah, the team, the team that's around Teddy is really good. It's helping it's him a lot. Really lie. good. They do. I think they do like want Breeze to come back pretty soon. But like in the meantime, their whole team is good enough to keep them in games, mm-hmm. which is yeah. super encouraging. So they've been winning, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, working. I mean against the Seahawks in Dallas too. Like, mm-hmm. tough yeah, it's not like a playoff teams. Mm. And then in the division, uh, Panthers are starting to kind of build up a win streak. Their defense, man. Yeah, I mean, that was a shocker for me was the Texans only putting up 10 against them. Mm-hmm. What happened? They like they couldn't do anything. Yeah, holding holding Deshaun Watson offense to 10 is impressive. Like J- James Bradbury's on another level. Is what we're seeing right now. Right, unbelievable. Yeah. He's allowing what was it? he's allowing a 40.5 passer rating towards him. Which is Outstanding. bonkers, yeah. And no he's hardly getting thrown at cuz he's, you know, good. But yeah, we were you were talking about how that creates a giant run funnel. Yeah, sort of, so sort of the opposite of what mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier, which is kind of what you want because, like, right now we're at a passing league. Like, in my opinion, you're better off having like a really good pass defense, just because that's what everyone's trying to do. Like, you know, defend right. what's hot. So the Mahomes mania. Mm, yeah, they're they're allowing like the fewest uh, like passing yards right now per game, but um. They are getting like hit some in the run game, so like it's a, an opportunity to you know, kind of harness that. 
I mean, I think Carlos Hyde had a pretty good week, right? He had a lot of usage. Classic Carlos Hyde. But... Right. <laughs> yeah, Carolina's like, they got like a pretty middle of the pack run defense, but like, so that makes sense. Like, if you can't pass on, there's going to be some running. And like, the offense isn't like going to be super explosive with Kyle Allen. But I think to keep up with, let me see, how did, how did, uh, yeah, like, a, Carlos Hyde do? Yeah, 12, 12 carries. 12 for 58. Must have been just throwing a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, he also he did have four catches for six yards. We got a classic Carlos Hyde eight or nine point line there. Yeah, I mean Watson was had twenty one completions for hundred sixty yards. Like he just could not throw it far. Six at all. sacks, dude. Six sacks. That's a six lot. Sacks. He holds on to the ball a little too long sometimes, but like the line, the line's still not good. Even they have tons on one side, it's still a bad line otherwise. He did get a rushing touchdown, but yeah, that, the Carolina defense is pretty solid, and especially you know the pass defense on that, so it's worth keeping an eye on. And then um, back back to the Buffalo game briefly. Dawson Knox is looking good. He's making some solid catches, trucking people. I like him. Knox loved him coming out of the draft. Went to Buffalo. Great name. Great name. Tried to get him in as many leagues as I could. Yeah, he's someone who, if you're like getting boned tight end, he's worth a look for sure. Especially if you have any kind of keeper format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could be someone nice for cheap. But yeah, he's, he has some good catches. Like last week, the one Nick knew the sideline was pretty nuts, and then the previous week, he truck-sticked. So. Yeah, we just like to see a little more targets, because mm-hmm. the targets he's getting, he's making great usage of. It's like Preston Williams, get him the ball more, you know? Yeah. yeah this week, I'm wondering like how like Barkley versus Jalen would affect his targets, but I don't know, it's going to be a gross game this week, so I'm not like trying to rush him in this week, but it's, you know, he's right. someone to keep an eye on because he's talented. Yeah, for sure. And then one other good thing we noticed, um, oh, sorry, what you're saying? I was going to say, speaking of Preston Williams. <laughs> yeah, so, so good thing, first half Dolphins, uh, bad thing is second half Dolphins. So <laughs> we've seen the last two weeks the Dolphins like hang around for a half. And then I guess at halftime, the coach is like, hey, we're trying to tank, stop it. So they stop trying, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we got, uh, Week three, it was uh, 10-6 Dallas going to the half. It's like a, a game, like a very close game. Yeah, I mean, very close. And then your week four. And then they make adjustments, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then let's see. The Dolphins, um, they led the Chargers at one point, actually. But, um, yeah, going to the half, it was um, 17-10 Chargers. So, like, definitely a game, of course. And so, yeah, it's just second half Dolphins, man. Yeah, I mean, teams make adjustments, too. Yeah, for sure. In that second half, then I'm like, well, does Dallas make second half adjustments, actually? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Kellamorn probably does. <laughs> but yeah, I said Miami, I said they remembered that they're tanking, and then the coach is like, hey, guys, don't win. We've got to get to a. And then Rosen's like, but, 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 what? wait. But, dog. <laughs> by me. I saw this really funny clip where Brian Flores is um, like, they're asking him, like, what's the goal? And he's like, uh, two, uh, and it's like, he's like saying, like, two, uh, kind of. So it's right. like the Dolphins are laying out their plan very clearly. And it's just a loop of him going, two, uh, like, two, uh, over and over. <laughs> two, uh, <laughs> two, uh, yeah. It's just a loop of that. It's great. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. But, uh, speaking of teams that need two, uh, Cincinnati's bad. Real bad. Yeah, that was and, not good. Yeah, they're all the all the linemen out. 
Uh, now they're missing Ross with AJ Green. It's, it's literally Dalton and the Tylers and Mixon. <laughs> Dalton and the Tylers. Yeah, this is going to be a really, really gross game. But, it, like, it, a, like a gr- gross defense. Mixon, right? I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But, like, this is one of those games where, like, it's got to, I guess, one of those things, like, it's going to be a dumpster fire one way or the other, either super high scoring or super low scoring. Dumpster. Just garbage. Mm. And then um, our last uh, last kind of rough thing we saw was Colts about to you. I are not good. Yeah, they need him. Uh-huh. He's so fucking dynamic. He's by a large margin their uh, best weapon. So without him, it's, they're they're not you know, very uh, versatile, very explosive. Yeah, if it, I mean, if he plays last week, then they have such a much higher ability of coming back in the game. Mm-hmm. They're just offense just couldn't find it without him. And he's fucking Ebron is just dropping passes all day. Uh, surprise. God damn. Classic Eric. Catch the ball. Focus. This guy is Moncriefing. <laughs> Moncriefing hard. Yeah, now that Moncrief is out, like, uh, Ebron doesn't have anyone to, like, shed his, like, drops onto. So now he's going to start dropping again. Yep. His drop curse. Rip. But. Yeah, so um, going back over to a couple of things from last week, I know like some there are some obvious calls that you know a lot of people had, but some of the ones that weren't as um, obvious that we'd made, like we mentioned, streaming AJ Brown that worked out. Talked about Jarvis Landry as a slot guy against Baltimore that worked out. Um, Leonard Fournette against Denver's run defense that was solid, and then Everett um, just in that high-powered game with no Higby um, against the Bucks that ended up working out as well for him, and then. Um, where we missed the mark. So the Patriots, um, we tried to make some calls on them. Nothing really worked out because uh, there are some injuries and just some some fuckery in general. That game not a lot went well, so we kind of missed on that. Um, Curtis Samuel didn't click this week. Um, it seemed like a good spot with uh, Texans cutting their slot corner, whoever it wasn't Coleman, Colvin, whatever. It didn't convert there because he he gotten a ton of looks to that like the last week, but it didn't hit fully either. And then uh, Juju. Um, I mean, they didn't need him this game, but it was, you know, kind of concerning to not see him at least get going. You'd think, okay, this is a game to get, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's the fucking Bengals. Yeah, it was like they were beating him so badly they didn't need him, but you would have liked to see, like, okay, them get Juju in a groove. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I am admittedly kind of concerned about him going forward just because, like, Mason Rudolph isn't, like, getting it to him enough. So I'm actually not. I was like after the game, like really pissed. And I was like, I got fucking damn it. But uh, apparently, like looking into it, Juju is really supportive of it. He's just kind of like the team first kind of guy. So his mm-hmm. attitude is right. And Mason Rudolph was talking him up after the press conference and was basically like, "Hey, no, he's always a team first guy," and he. We're not getting him the ball enough, so I need to work on that with him mm-hmm. uh, because he's such a good player. Like when the ball's in his hands, and even when it's not, so a lot, a lot of positive like mm-hmm. energy coming forward with that. So I'm not as concerned, but it's not as good as when Ben's in, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So not as good as a healthy Roethlisberger there. But <laughs> what you doing That's after the this? healthy burger? <laughs> Did you see Juju mic'd up? No. He kept off. He's like, hey, what you doing after this? Like, what, you got any plans tonight? He's like, he's kept asking everyone what they're doing after the game. Because he, like, he knew he was mic'd up. And he's like, I'm playing Fortnite after this. 
<laughs> he went up to, I think it was the kicker of the punter. I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Basel or not. He's like, hey, he's like, how many girls are you like right now? How many girls are you talking to? <laughs> and it was just like, didn't say anything. <laughs> it's like, everyone knows he's mic'd up, but it was hilarious having Juju uh, mic'd up. He should be mic'd up every game. Yes. Agreed. Be better than, he could just put his sound bites over every time Booger's about to speak. It'll be perfect. <laughs> Every time Booger opens his mouth, he's get a juju soundbite. That's yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, w- I want to watch the uh, Spanish broadcast with English subtitles because apparently it's hype. Like the Spanish broadcast of Monday Night Football, apparently they just get like super oh, hyped wow. up. Yeah. I never but, knew that. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I'd do that this week. <laughs> but, um,. So on to some kind of like, we like to point out some trends some each week. And so one thing I did, we have four weeks of data under our belts. Kind of That's kind of the point where we can look more at this year instead of just like last year stuff. So what I did was I looked at um, how many fantasy points defenses are allowing to positions and then how many yards are allowing to positions so that we can see which defenses are kind of overperforming um, versus what they're allowing. So... So I'll start with you know I'll start with Baltimore just an example. So Baltimore is allowing the twenty uh, first most yards to quarterbacks. So if you like if you go up and pull up like Yahoo or FanDuel, it'll say this is the like twenty first ranked matchup. So it's not going to show as like a good matchup fantasy point wise on these things. But if you look at the yardage, they've allowed the third most yardage. Their difference is eighteen spots. So there's like a big difference um, between what they're like allowing fantasy point wise and what they're allowing yard wise. So we can kind of see like okay. They're really overperforming, so there's someone you can still target, even if like the fantasy point matchup doesn't pop off. Okay, makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, well, there's a couple teams that kind of like fit that bill as far as um, like at least for the quarterback spot. So, like Baltimore is number one. Um, they're like by far the biggest difference, and then we've got Chicago, the Jets, Detroit, and Tampa. So those are all teams that really stick out as far as teams that are allowing a lot of yards but aren't allowing as many fantasy points as we're seeing. Now, Tampa's still allowing a lot of fantasy points, but they've allowed the most passing yards. So they should be performing worse than what we're seeing. Hmm. <clears throat> Interesting. And they're playing New Orleans this week. Hmm. But, yeah, and so the reason I'm doing the yards is because yards are, like, a good predictor of touchdowns. Like, it, it makes sense. Like, yards and touchdowns have, like, a relatively strong correlation so like you're kind of okay forever many yards you get you should be getting on this many touchdowns so like if there's a big difference you're kind of you know i'm gonna, I'm gonna say do but like it's likely that it's gonna kind of regress to the mean so baltimore chicago the jets detroit and tampa are five of the defenses that have been overperforming as quarterbacks and that's pretty consistent for wide receivers as well like baltimore detroit stick out a lot too and the rams do as well for uh, wide receiver reduction um mm-hmm. So running backs, um, Arizona's the top one that sticks out here. So they're um, they're allowing the 19th most, which is you know a backwards way of saying it. But they're um, okay if, if your running back is facing the Cardinals, it's the 19th best matchup. That's like in terms of fantasy points is the way to say it. That's probably a little clearer. But in okay. terms of yards, they're allowing the 10th most yards. So that's a nine spot gap. So you're thinking, okay. It makes sense. Arizona, not a great team. They're getting, you know, teams are running against them a fair amount, just attempt-wise. and um, But the touchdowns haven't been, like, flowing as much as they are against other teams. So, like, you know, they look at, you know, 
Baltimore, like who is not allowing a ton of yards, but they're getting, you know, the, 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 the touchdowns are coming and rushes against them. So it looks like they're, you know, getting I mean, just gashed in the run game, which is what they did last week. But the yardage per game hasn't been as bad. Interesting. So yeah, Arizona is the biggest difference on that. So that you know plays more into the mixing thing for this week as well. And then um, Oakland and Tennessee and Cleveland are the next three on the list, but Arizona is the most drastic for sure there. And then um, the tight end, I don't I don't feel great about being like, oh, this tight end thing is because it's so specific. Detroit's overperforming against tight ends as are Baltimore, Atlanta, and Minnesota. But like I said, I don't care too much about the tight end stuff. It's with tight ends like where it's varies so much from team to team on how they're used. You just look at the extremes. And so, like I said, we know Arizona's awful against tight ends. That's that's the main thing we know about tight end defense right now. Otherwise, there's not much to go off of. Yeah, I mean, most teams are, like, if they ha- if the team has a good tight end, then it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. So. <laughs> they have to have, like, really good safeties and fast out and, like, big outside linebackers. And there's not a whole lot of teams with that. So the tight end is works most of the time mm-hmm. if it's part of the offense already. Yeah. But then there's just like the Cardinals where it's like they're so bad against it uh-huh. that people will actually plan around using the tight end. And there's yeah. not a whole lot of teams with that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're, they're one of the extremes. But yeah, I just kind of wanted to point out like because the four weeks we have, you know, somebody to go off of teams that are kind of overperforming, underperforming. So like recap, Baltimore, Chicago, Jets, Detroit, Tampa are a lot worse against the pass than we think. And the Rams are full up with the Rams under there too. And then for running backs, Arizona primarily, and then Oakland, Tennessee, and Cleveland are looking better against the run than they actually are. So those are kind of some matchups you can maybe exploit if, you know, I guess mostly DFS, but even if you're making line decisions and you're kind of scared off by a matchup, you know, you can look at these and not be as scared just because touchdowns are random and they can kind of skew things a lot. Touchdowns are random. <laughs> mm-hmm. Touchdowns are random. We saw that a lot last week at the one o'clock games. So, oh, oh god, there's so many random people. Yeah, it was like Foster Moreau, and then like saw like all these random people, like right Carl Armstead getting touchdowns. You're like fuck, it helps nobody. <laughs> I was I was at the gym and I was walking by a TV and like they had that on and it was like touchdowns that help nobody and they had all like a lot of them listed out. It was hilarious. Although for some reason they listed Wayne Gallman on there. I'm like that definitely helped people. That helped people. Yeah, but otherwise, yeah, plenty of touchdowns that were pointless. So moving on to the uh, Thursday night game. So um, we're going to cover this, and then we'll get, you know, our recap in this up. And then tomorrow we'll have the um, whole rest of the week preview up. So uh, Rams at Seattle. We actually both have Seattle here. Um, Yeah, it's, I mean... It's who I was leaning with last night, but I'm I'm not I don't feel good about it either way. They're yeah. both totally possible like mm-hmm. to win this game. Yeah, Rams started as a one and a half point favorite, now Seattle's a one and a half point favorite, total's gone up one. It's just like no one really knows is what it seems like. Um <laughs> But And I think and it's in Seattle. I think yeah. if this was in LA a lot more people would be picking the Rams, but it's in Seattle and that just like throws another curveball into the mix. Yeah, with close divisional games, I feel I feel good. I guess usually picking the home team, right? Which was my reasoning. Like yeah. I'm just gonna take the home one in this one. Like it's not it's not complex. It doesn't it doesn't have to be complex. It's just 
when you're torn, it's the little things that kind of like make it. So, um, from this game though tonight, who who are you on? Is there anyone you really like spe- like specifically like? Well, I was initially off Lockett, but quite frankly, after Chris Godwin, what he just did to the Rams, I have to stay on him. Mm-hmm. Like I think getting Lockett probably has another good week. Yeah, I mean they're gonna have to to pass like for sure. Like it, it'll be a fairly good scoring game, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. I don't know, sometimes yeah. NFC West, like you'll just get one of those games where no one's scoring for some reason. Yeah, but like a high total, so that's you know worth accounting for. But yeah, I, I can definitely see Chris Godwin having a good. Or sorry, Chris Godwin. He's, I was looking at him, and you'd said him, so I was oh, that was just what came out of Double my mouth. Godwin. But um, yeah, so Tyler Lockett, he you know again primarily a slot guy. That's how you know that's where Godwin mostly runs as well. Um, it could really benefit him. And we've also kind of seen, um, I mean, he does get moved around a little bit, but we have seen Aqib Tlaib kind of look a little off at points. You know, I don't know if he's like, you know, I'm not going to speculate if he's hurt or not, but he's getting older, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's getting older. Mm-hmm. So, but, I, don't know, I don't know how much, like, zone or man they'll run tonight, but we know Tyler Locker just destroys zone. That's, like, a given, so. Mm. Open zone. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to look. I can look up what that primarily run um, and try to find that. But I do like Brandon Cooks tonight, though. Um, we've seen Seattle kind of get beat deep enough that I'm, I'm, I'm good picking their deep threat against them. So week one, we saw John Ross just torch them. And if we want to go like direct comparison, Zach Taylor running similar offense makes John Ross's Brandon Cooks, and then Brandon Cooks is Brandon Cooks. So I said, I think so. He should be. I believe so. Checked. So yeah, he he makes sense in this similar fashion to work out. Let me see how the who who like worked against um for the Steelers. But anyway, yeah. So the the deep threat against um what wow words are hard against Seattle. It makes sense to me in the, in this case. How's Cooks been this year? I feel like he's been solid. I mean, it's he's Brandon Cooks. It's, I mean, what he's probably on pace for what uh, like eleven hundred yards and six or seven touchdowns, right? Right. The usual the usual Brandon Cooks line. Um, let me see. He's not been like as popping this year. So his first game was meh. He had a 74 and a touchdown, then he had a 112, and then he had 71. So he's been he's a pretty good. I mean, pretty good. But he's definitely got a good chance this week, I believe. I'm, I'm, I'm on him this week. Uh, how do you feel about Cup and the way he has been doing? Yeah, I, I think Cup is going. He's pretty. I think he's in every week start territory now. Yeah. I don't. I guess I don't see how he's not. He's getting so many targets. Yeah, and he's he is the priority red zone target, which is huge. And you know, what is a good offense? So, especially one that doesn't have a run game, it's almost like he's getting Gurley's receptions. Yeah, really. <laughs> like so, he he's had uh, over a hundred yards in each of the last three games, and he's had three touchdowns in the last two games. He is at. Let me see. Oh, he's gotten a lot of targets. That's a nuts. He's at 46 targets, if my math is right. Yeah, he's got 46 targets this year. Cooper Cup does. So Wow. Wow. Ball on a cup. <laughs> 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 Forgot about that. That's what I'm going to call him now. He's now ball on a cup. He's ball on a cup. Ball on a cup. And, um, but, yeah, I think a lot of this game is playable. Like I said, you're going to start your Rams receivers. You're going to start Lockett. Uh, what do you think about DK? 
DK. Um, he's just like your boomer bust dude. Like you yeah. either play him because you think he's gonna bring one in, or you sit, like I don't know. I, I mean, I I could see it. He's gonna be throwing it a lot. Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean I, I guess I feel like he's. I mean, a good red zone target too. He's definitely worth a play this week in a high total game. In what figures, you know? Yeah. I think I like I can see it. Yeah, I mean, he's I mean he's playable most weeks just because of like I said the boomer bust thing. He can like there is gonna be a game where he does go absolutely berserk. I don't know when, but there is gonna be one of those this year. Like I do, I do agree. <laughs> oh, for sure. And he'd probably only have five catches, but he'll have two or three touchdowns and like two hundred something yards. Yeah, he's gonna have like a one eighty and two. For sure, so, but all right. So looking into it, it looks like the Rams have have been doing some more zone this year. But let me look into it because like I thought, uh, what's his name? Phillips usually did man. So he, uh, they they uh, may they may switch it up. Like it could be a thing where like. If they see, okay, don't run zone against Seattle, they might go man. So I'm not really sure how it's going to go. Like, Wade Phillips is smart, so. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like zone would be better for DK, right? Yeah, I'm going to see how DK doesn't get zone. Because if, if, if both the receivers shred zone, then um, DK is pretty... No, DK is... He doesn't have, like, enough to go off of. Yeah, they have a, he hasn't gone against much man. Um, they've been fighting in zone, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know. A little bit. I don't know enough to say what they're going to do on their coverage type. So they'll probably mix it up and have a couple hybrid formations. Mm-hmm. Probably, but um, as far as defenses, kicker. I don't want either defense, but I'm cool with either kicker. Who's the kicker for uh, Seattle? I don't know. Why do I not know this? Is it Myers now? Is Jason Myers their kicker? Possibly. Let's look it up. See if you're right. Seattle kicker. Not I think it's Jason Myers, yep. Sweet. Of course you know your kicker. Kickers. Of course you know. And then tight ends, any interest there? I'm like, I don't know about Disley this week. I'm thinking no on Disley, but I don't know yet. I'm like still debating that one back and <laughs> forth. As far as Everett goes. Yeah, I don't have any desire to play him this week. Yeah, I don't think I, there's a situation where I'd be desperate enough to need Gerald Everett. Nah, I think well, this is playable this week, but I don't, like, I, I'm I'm not expecting like another baller week from him in a row. Right. That being said, tight end's kind of rough, so you may not have great options. Yeah, I think I'm leaving him out of my lineup. Yeah, because like anywhere you have him, like you probably like had someone else like with him. I'm guessing. Yeah, like I have Herndon and Kittle and Hunter Henry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, it's kind of funny. It's Sorry, but... fucking ridiculous. And Kittle was on by, Herndon suspended, and Henry's dead. So I needed a... <laughs> needed someone to fill in, hmm. which was Disley. But I probably honestly could drop him now. Yeah, you probably trade him, I'd say. Trade high on him. Or the look. But I heard a discussion earlier about like Waller or Disley this week. I'm like, Waller for me, 100% this week over Disley. Bears, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just more sure about Waller's target volume. I know the touchdown upside's not as high. Yeah. But 
like I know Waller's gonna get his like seven targets. I don't know how many targets Disley's gonna get here. True. Yeah, and I remember week one the Jimmy Graham scored on the Bears too. <laughs> and London game. And London game. I'll look up some funny stuff about the like London game stats between our recordings. Get see what London. I can find. Yeah, just some like meaningless London game stats. Like like tight end production in London games skewed by um what's his name? Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> but, I'm I'm for it. Yeah, but um yeah, so that's our um we're gonna be coming back tomorrow uh, with a Friday recording for the uh, rest of the week five preview. But for now, we'll leave you with this week one review and our Thursday night, uh, you know, tee up, whatever you want to call it. So we both took uh, Seattle, right? Yeah. So we'll know uh, very quickly if we're wrong. <laughs> yeah, we will. Oh, well. It'll be a good game. It's a toss up. Who knows? I like them both in this matchup. Yeah. So I'm glad we get a good Thursday night game. It's not another AOC South game. Yeah, why is it, it's like Jags Titans every week? How is it every week? There are actually three Thursday night Jags Titans games per year. <laughs> Just three? God. Even when it's not Jacksonville and <laughs> Tennessee, it feels like it's Jacksonville. That might Tennessee. as well be. <laughs> uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers had the mustache, and might as well be Gardner Minshew, right? Mm-hmm. He can only wish. Minshew magic. <laughs> but. Anyway, thank you all for joining us for this uh, recap and minor preview. We'll be back uh, tomorrow with more for you.